0: Hi, we're Ellen Taylor, and we're here to join you on your journey from pregnancy to birth, postpartum, and beyond. Here on the podcast, you'll get interviews with birth and parenting professionals, birth stories, and educational episodes to get you feeling confident, supported, and empowered on your journey to and through parenting. Welcome to Birth Reimagined.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Taylor Garcia, a doctor of chiropractic based in Orange County, California, and I use she, her pronouns. Today on Birth Reimagined, we're going to be talking with Jenica, a prenatal yoga instructor. Jenica, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're here with, with me
1: today. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Well, I, um, I'm currently like one day shy of being 40 weeks pregnant, so I'm pretty big right now, uh, <laughs> myself with my third. Thank you for fitting us in
1: so quickly, close to your due dates.
0: No, I think it's perfect timing to kind of reflect on birth and pregnancy and all that great stuff, so I couldn't be happier. Uh, I have two other boys, so they're pretty much the center of my universe, um, two and four, and this will um, be our first girl, so we're super stoked there. I got into prenatal yoga when I was pregnant the first time and have just been um, helping you know, moms find their peace, find their, you know, get, get a little calm those mama to be jitters and and get strengthen them, their bodies and their minds for this transformative period um, ever since. Um, so I live in Joshua Tree, California, which is in Southern California, maybe like an hour and a half or two from Orange County. And I feel like I've arrived at such beautiful nature, like out of this world, um, a perfect place to connect and I love to host retreats for moms and mamas to be and prenatal yoga teachers here in my little village because it's just such an awesome place. So, that's um, that's where I'm at in life, basically waiting for a baby and then taking in my um, my two boys as much as I can.
1: That's great. Um, yeah, for those who don't know, Joshua Tree is uh, desert esque. Um, But the Joshua tree itself is actually a brand or a breed of tree. So yeah, it's very picturesque out there.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) So what
1: is that birth that has always lit your fire? What are you most passionate about?
0: Well, I've had two healthy pregnancies, um, or I guess three with this one, but leading to two amazing births so far, one in the hospital and one at home. And I think that the, um, the ability to really be more than, than like to give life is huge. And the realization that, you know, you, you have the power, um, that you can do it and to then, um, help, help women going through this, you know, crazy transformation that we've been doing for, since civilization's been, been around, do the same. And I, I know that I'll talk about a little later, um, my, my first birth story and how that was, um, very enlightening for me, um, to, to really recognize that it's not, it's not just medical. It's not just, you know, what I want spiritually for me and my kid, but it's, it's really the, you know, all three connecting that mind, that body, that, uh, that, that really soul connection, um, that I, I think is so key to, um, to starting out a new life and then continuing on. So it it lights my fires to help help women realize the same and to find a community in which they can thrive.
1: So Jenica, how does prenatal yoga help with like the pregnancy and the birth process? Kind of just like, tell us about your little spiel you would give to a new mom.
0: Yeah, so I think that, um, I mean, yoga itself is about connecting, you know, mind, body and soul. And I think that a lot of um, what we do when we prepare for birth, we focus on our body a lot. And a, a lot of moms are starting to realize that mindset is just as key. And so it's that trifecta where you can combine all three and, and prepare yourself accordingly that really sets you up for success. I mean, yoga just on the, you know, very high level or skimming the surface, you're doing so many things for your body. I mean, you're in chiropractor, you know, the alignment and he, being able to heal yourself by being more aware. Um of yourself and how you how you hold yourself is huge for, for even things from your immunity system to um, pain relief. Oh yeah, uh, you know you you name it, and then to couple that with being able to really focus on um, being able to clear your mind yourself and uh, and prepare yourself for this, uh, you know, experience where where your mind can play such a role. I mean, your mind plays a role in your health, uh, absolutely um but then when it comes to actually giving birth and the act of surrendering whatever that may mean for the mama is um is huge so i um for me like i you know, i waited till my 30s to get pregnant um the first time i've been with my husband like 15 years like we did all the, the fun traveling and we were like okay we're ready to have a family and um, I'm, I'm really healthy. I'm active. I like, you know, I like yoga, walking, everything else. And so the, my pregnancy was super easy, I think, because of it. And then it came time for him to come the first time around. And he wasn't, he wasn't coming. Really? He <laughs> wasn't, he was, he was, uh, he was a little stubborn. He was actually due March 12th, like the similar time of year. <laughs> and uh, it was, uh, you know, now it was 41 weeks. And most um, providers I was seeing um, Kaiser at the time, which is a pretty mm-hmm. big hospital system, and of course they want to um, they want to induce and yeah. they label you high risk once you get forty one weeks and it was, it was probably the most stressful time of my life. And so all the, all the physical yoga I had done had prepared me physically, but it was really that mental piece that um, I continue to learn as, as you continue to let go. And I ended up actually, um, you know, walking out of the, the hospital a couple of times, you know, like most moms, we, we want to put our babies first. And uh-huh. So you do that, you listen and, you know, you have them listen to their heart rate and they check the amniotic fluid and, and then, um, and then you kind of um, have to tap into your intuition. And I think that's where yoga really comes in. Um, and, and also kind of like, you know, when you tell them, hey, um, I- I'm going to leave, like, do they panic? You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of how you kind of gauge, is it an emergency, right? And so he ended up actually waiting until... Um, April Fool's Day, nice. <laughs> ironically. <laughs> nice. Uh, you know, I was trying every natural labor inducer I could think of, you know, chiropractory, of course, alignment, sex, you know, walks, pineapple, even <laughs> some spicy food, right? Everything. Cause I wanted to, you know, avoid this loom, this cascade of interventions that I've read so much about. I'm uh-huh. pretty, I, I do, um I do data analysts as my like, you know, daytime job. Oh, so neat. I'm very like into data and i was when on maternity leave you know of course in california we can go four weeks before um, the due date and so i had read like non-stop all these birth books right it filled my head with this with this knowledge the first pregnancy but then also i think you scare you almost scare yourself because you know too much. Mm-hmm. And so it, it came time, you know, 42 weeks, it's the clock is ticking, like family's a little bit worried. They of course, you know, I, my mother-in-law made sure I knew she, I would she would listen to the doctor and she had uh, flown from Sweden. My husband's from Sweden. So oh, wow. she was there um she was there. I think she flew in when I was 42 weeks expecting the baby to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Baby wasn't there, right? <laughs> baby eyes. was nowhere to be found. So she came to the hospital once, but I I really um to with our doctor's appointments but of course I found myself in tears as they wanted to you know admit me right then and it wasn't it, and what really kind of bothered me it, it had nothing to do with the health of me and my baby it was purely a number right yeah Um, I had you know went over that number and so I just had to um, trust my own instincts and that's where really you know I I think my yoga even became a little deeper because it becomes much more than than just physical it's it's really your mind space, and once I actually scheduled the induction at forty-two weeks and six days or whatnot, he spon- labor spontaneously started, okay. which then like re- uh, reassured me or not reassured, but more like um, it, it. It gave me the thought of how powerful our mind is when it comes to birth. I had to like let go of control in order for things to progress. Yeah, that's uh, a, you know that's tough. That can and be very tough. Though, like, they, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right. And and it's so much easier said than done. Just just let go and it'll happen on its own. Okay. <laughs> sure. Totally. Um, but I think that's what you practice when you when you say you go to prenatal yoga, you kind of practice that that mindset and that, you know, physically letting go and mentally letting go. And I was, you know, set on this natural childbirth. And I had some interventions, they ended up breaking my water while I was there. And, Um, you know, and at at that time it was, you know, I was like, I don't know if I should do this. My husband's like, well, we're here to have a baby. So let's, uh, (laughs) let's have a baby. (laughs) Um, but I ended up, I ended up, you know, doing my dream of unmedicated birth and I was, you know, on top of this world. Right. And, um, but uh, my mom, I my mom had three C-sections and I think that's when I learned or kind of had a aha moment is my mom made sure I knew um after I was you know a couple weeks after I had the baby right she's like you know Jenica all births are natural yeah and that made me like that that you know and it reiterated the right mindset is our power to dictate our reality and I Mm -hmm. think so many women uh, we go in with expectations of what would what would be the perfect birth and even though we're like oh we know it's never going to be as it's going to be I think the more we can, like, let go of conditions and truly just enjoy the present and whatever opportunity presents itself, the healthier it will be for both us and the baby on the other side. And, and to me, that's what, you know, prenatal yoga and, and really getting into a practice is, is about.
1: Yeah, we try and always try and call C-sections just belly births because it's still a birth. Baby's coming out. <laughs> it's still a birth um okay so then how does prenatal yoga differ from quote-unquote regular yoga like I've done yoga before and there's the poses the asanas all that kind of stuff so where's the difference um between the two types
0: yeah I think there's I think there's three main differences when I think about it uh I think one um I mean the biggest difference is like you're pregnant right I mean that's that's an easy but that makes that's like a two-for-one student and I think that th- that means a couple of things. One is you're only doing it for a finite period of time because um, you're not pregnant forever, as much mm-hmm. as we sometimes think we are. <laughs> um, but it's also there's there's a there's two lives and maybe more, right? If you have multiples, um, so it's the mom is more. Uh, it kind of gives a chance for the mom to be more aware of her body because there are so many drastic changes happening all at once. Whereas, you know, you've been given this body for, what, two or three decades, and now it's changing so you can be more self-aware when you talk about the different yoga poses. So I think that's one, you know, kind of obvious difference. Um, Two is that I think that um, especially Western yoga really focuses more on the physical part of it. And while, um, of course, it always depends on your teacher. Um, and who you, who you have really, you know, we have a, we have like a yoga sutra guide that's like thousands of years old and Mm -hmm. only 10% is physical. And I think prenatal yoga kind of gives you the chance to explore the other areas, you know, um, breath work, mind work, um, that real true deep connection, you know, what we, we carry our babies almost 24 seven with us, but sometimes we don't always just take the time to connect with them. Uh And I think that's really special about prenatal yoga is that you're not just connecting with yourself and your community, but you're connecting with that baby inside that you may not always get the chance um, during the day to do because of life's, you know, ups and downs. Um, And so that, I think that leads me to like the third one, which is really that um, a lot of, a lot of yoga classes or some yoga classes do focus a little more on community. But for me, prenatal yoga is a huge part of community, it can be a really lonely time being pregnant um, when you don't have a lot of family or friends around, especially with COVID. Mm-hmm. I live in a very, um, I live next to a military town. So oh. a lot of the moms here are away from families and, you know, you there's so many unknowns and uncertainties um, surrounding pregnancy to, to find a little community that you can grow with. I mean, some of my students have become my best mom friends because of that connection. I, I, one of my students she um she had a she had a miscarriage right oh. and it, uh, at the, the beginning and so when when she came to me she had moved now to 29 Palms which is our military town mm-hmm. and yeah. very far away from family and she wanted to have her healthy pregnancy and do all she knew she knew to do she knew prenatal yoga was healthy she was actually a nurse um, you know and you, you start to doubt yourself but when you find a community a supportive one where you can you know thrive with and grow it really works out so her second pregnancy she she was there almost every week and uh, then it turns out she had to get early induction because of a complication okay and she didn't re- she, what she didn't realize at the time was the yoga wasn't just preparing her physically and getting her a little community right which is huge mm-hmm. but it was that mental piece and that connection so that when she had to go in it was like it wasn't a like um she didn't have any regret. She didn't say, Oh my gosh, I can't believe what did I do wrong. It was, she was looking forward to this uneventful birth where she got to hold her baby boy. And I think that community and the friendships we form during prenatal yoga are, um, are huge for that.
1: That's great. Like that is something I never even thought of because I did yoga during chiropractic school. Um, and it was a really great way to relax like during the day. because it was during lunchtime, but you know, I made some friends during those classes that I still keep in touch with. It's kind of like, yeah, I never really really thought about the community aspect of yoga. So that's really neat. And how that is, community is very beneficial for, in general, obviously, but especially for pregnant moms, because it is still a very unique experience that not everyone experiences, being that, you know, males don't go through pregnancy. So that community is really important. So that's really great. Now, is there... Is there a way to, for prenatal yoga to incorporate the partner?
0: Oh, absolutely. Like I, even, I do a prenatal partner workshop. I think it's, um, it's, it's easier first to get the mom involved because mm-hmm. um, even so, so, like while we are starting to yoga and prenatal yoga is starting to get more mainstream, um, it's still if you've never done yoga, you might be a little skeptical. So it's, your partner is probably even more. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's usually after they've been practicing with me and they're closer to labor, they want to know how can, how can I get my partner involved? So we do workshops where it's not only, you know, educational, because for me, um, my husband was actually the reason I, the main reason I was able to birth unmedicated. He was informed, he supported me. I think a lot of husbands, when you don't have a lot of knowledge, Um, you kind of rely on other people and and you don't um, necessarily advocate during the times where it's, you know, key. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and so he was really my support anchor. So it was when, when it became time when women would ask me, you know, how, what can I do to increase my chances of, you know, not having to rely, and I say, like, well, you need to get your husband a little more educated. And guys are a little different than girls, or or partners are always different than us, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of them aren't into just reading a book. You know, you buy that birth partner that great book, and I, you know, give it to my husband, but he's not going to read it. You know, yeah. so it was it was finding ways that we could, um, you know, I would read something. I'm like, okay, well, here's a really important thing. I said, if if I'm not in a state of mind to talk, and they want to do something, just ask for an hour. And if they give you an hour, that means it's not an emergency. If they don't, that's a problem. And so he did that a couple times during the birth, which really time is time is key to let the body kind of unfold and open mm-hmm. up, right? Um, so that was huge. So we, we actually put together a partner workshop ourselves where we kind of talked about this. We talked about the different emotional states of the woman usually goes through, you know, she's excited she's serious, she's self-doubting a little bit, and it's transitioned so that the guy kind of has an idea of childbirth that, that doesn't feel so scientific or so, like, uh, you know, not wanting to be part of it. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the other big thing is there's a lot of positions that the husband can actually help make the mom feel better, not only during labor, but even before to take the weight off. You know, they got those big scarves with the reboza. So to practice some of them and give the mom relief, uh, you know, a lot of... um a lot of partners don't feel like they're very useful. So to find ways that they can be useful leading up and during labor is, is huge. Um, A huge part of that.
1: Yeah. That's really neat. Like I was kind of wondering about that because it's, there's generational differences you see where dads in the past have been like, I'm the bread maker. The wife takes care of the kids. And then you get, you know, as the generations progress, like, no, I want to be part of this. I want to be a dad. I want to, you know, know what my, you know, know how to change a diaper and take care of my kids too, as well as not just the, my, you know, my partner, my wife that has to do it. It's me too. And, um, as the generations continue to progress, there's more and more involvement with the partner and that's really important. And, you know, I'm glad that that change has happened.
0: Absolutely. And I think it's also, it's also important. Um, You know, it's usually it's all about mom, right? Or all about baby. And there's a transformation happening for, for dad or or the the other half too. And I think to recognize that uh, is a really cool thing. Um, You know, and and it's different. They're not carrying the baby. So they don't always, um, they don't get to feel all the little kicks and tricks. But boy when that baby comes out that's a big role they're stepping into so to be part of it and to to support and then also to be appreciated I think that's the big key um too that we sometimes forget as as the mamas to to actually say you know what thank you like thank you for for being there
1: yeah it's it it's it, the phrase it takes a village to raise a child is is accurate, you know, it takes everyone involved from both parents to extended family, to friends. So like you said, the community of moms, that kind of thing. It's a, a really big thing. Your point about the partner being that advocate, we're saying, hey, we need time. Just give us a second kind of thing, give us an hour. We've had a couple of stories where the partner has had to do that. And it's been very important for the, the birth um, process for that those particular people. So, yeah, the partner being an advocate, we try and really you know enforce that on this podcast because we really want partners to realize they can be an advocate. They are allowed to have a voice when the when the birthing person can't,
0: yeah, no, and 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 they they can have support too, like I, at the first birth, I hired a doula, and it was mainly for my husband because I knew I would rely on my husband. But I wanted someone to also make sure he was cool because I he had like I must have hung on his neck for like hours. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh, now I learned the better ways to do it, which wouldn't hurt him. <laughs> so, but, but at the time, it worked. Um, but to have you know that other voice and 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 it, and it helps, and, and they don't have to know everything. Uh, but they they there are definitely cool things they can do um, depending on their strengths. But it takes a little bit of forethought and a little bit of conversation beforehand um i think as as mamas we, we tend to like just assume that they can read our minds a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um uh well they can't <laughs> <It> turns out
1: <laughs> yeah that superpower has not been discovered yet <laughs> oh yeah so then we talked about you know prenatal yoga having both body mind and the connection so like what are the like biomechanical benefits of prenatal yoga? Like how does it work with the body? And then we can go to the mind and then go to like the connection part.
0: Sure. Sure. So, you know, your body is, is changing at a rapid rate. Um, the growing belly, the hormones, um, you know, everything is happening and a lot of women develop more pain than they've ever felt during this period of their lives because they're not used to, um, adjusting accordingly and i think a lot of a lot of pregnant women almost waddle or they um even have that sway back so much Mm -hmm. um to kind of adjust that physical gravity and i think prenatal yoga a lot of it is a pelvis work to kind of try to uh align that pelvis so it not only sets you up for a great birth but also a pain-free experience i know i had um I had one of my most dedicated students, um, she got pregnant, but she had, she previously had fibromyalgia, right, which is a very, um, you know, that's widespread musculoskeletal pain, fatigue, mood issues, right? Yeah. And so um, during pregnancy, of course, that pain threshold went way up. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, she was on pills, but she didn't really want to take pills. I mean, most women want to not take as many pills during pregnancy because they don't want to affect negatively the fetus, you know, uh-huh. and all that stuff. And so she didn't want to, she didn't want to continue. She never did yoga before. Um but she didn't want to risk her baby, and when she was about 18 weeks pregnant, um, somebody told her, "Hey, why don't you try yoga?" You know, and she was a little skeptical because, like, if a doctor can't help me, right? If, if I go to the, if I go to these doctors and they can't help me, how can really yoga help me? And yeah. but she she tried it, and because she really didn't have anything to lose, and mm-hmm. so we started, and and really we discovered she had um, which she she had never thought about before, and as a chiropractor, you probably. Um, discover the similar thing but she had she'd been horseback riding a lot when she was little and so her pelvis was kind of just tilted up yeah and so when you caught in some of these poses you could totally see the whole back you know moving and and you don't even realize it but when you start walking and now you're adding 20 pounds on top of that that's going to of course increase the pain so Mm -hmm. it was a yoga helped her like I like, to, I like to say you don't have to like do official class with a teacher every day to reap all the benefits. I think it's great to have feedback, but anyways, you can, and chiropractor is the same way, I'm sure, where you can incorporate it in your daily life. You're doing the dishes, you're taking a shower, try some pelvic tilts, you know, realign that space so that it becomes natural for you. And she ended up um, feeling better and took fewer and fewer pain medications and then she delivered her baby and wasn't in a lot of pain and it was it was really a cool thing because it didn't only help her during pregnancy but it helped her kind of holistically figure out what she needed to do to to kind of not be in pain anymore which is a huge thing I think that's one of the biggest things we hear as from pregnant women is pain
1: Mm
0: -hmm. pain you know all the time so that was Um, and then of course, um, when you, when you feel your best, your immunity systems boosted. So that's another huge, you know, uh, physical aspect of it. You're going to get better sleep because you're not as tight. Right. Um, and then you're going to be prepared, you know, giving birth can be a marathon. Um, so (laughs) strengthening the right muscles, um, and not worrying about the others is, um, is, is kind of key to a, to an easier labor.
1: So prenatal yoga really kind of focuses on like those particular muscles and that kind of stuff really, really focuses on the muscles needed for the birthing process with like poses and 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 that kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: And with the poses and I think uh, one of the unique things we, a lot of, I've heard a lot of yoga, prenatal yoga classes do, and I'd like to throw it in myself is um, where you can like, you can do anything for a minute. They're like stamina exercises. Okay. So it trains your mind and your body to be in a uh, not the most comfortable position. Maybe it's a squat. Maybe it's something where you're in a stretch that's not super comfortable, but that you kind of have to rely on your breath. We do different techniques, you know, what it thoughts, figure out what works for you because you realize a minute, you know, which is the length of this contraction or what we like to call wave of expansion. It's not forever. And so if you, can, if you can kind of practice and train yourself to get through some of these more challenging poses um, during that time, then, then when you get to actually giving birth, it's going to feel like more of a breeze.
1: That's really neat. I like that a lot where it's, you don't even think about like just the stamina for short little bursts, just to get your brain used to having to sustain those, that discomfort for that short amount of time, knowing it's going to end.
0: Right. And, and finding what works best for you, because what works best for me may not be the same for you. So we have to try different tools. Like I, I know one time I was teaching a class and I, a lot of times when you talk, you know, it distracts. And so women are like, yeah, that was easier when you did it that way. But this group was like, no, it was better when you were quiet. <laughs> so it's, it's like you just have to kind of test different areas and figure out what works for you. And then, you know, that's your toolkit when it comes time for birth. All
1: right. So the stamina also with the whole sustaining for a minute also kind of goes into the mind part of it. The preparation mentally for this very drastic event you're going to have to go through. So what does prenatal yoga do that kind of is specific for the mind?
0: Yeah, I think a couple of things. I think absolutely training your um, mind to um, get get through some hard stuff. But I think also being able to clear your mind Uh, so much. We kind of have like all this stuff in our mind that doesn't leave or this voice that keeps talking. And so really, I like to, a lot of times it's like the end of class. Once we get the physical part, because a lot of us, we need to get physical in order to be able to work on our mind. If we said, okay, we're just going to work on our mind right now. Like a lot of people are like, Oh, what does that even mean? (laughs) When you get the blood flowing and then you slow down, Um, it's some it's a lot of times easier than to to kind of clear it and we use tools like different kinds of breath breathing techniques um, to to really uh, just let things go and flow and be present and I think that's like you know that's something I'm always working on especially with two little boys you know a yoga business and uh, and a job, it's it's like when I'm wherever I'm in, I want to be present for that moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's that's key for for motherhood, um, key for birth. I mean, it's key for enjoying life, right? Yeah. If you're always thinking about the future or the past, it's it's hard to just enjoy what's right here. And I think that's what we practice at the end of most yoga classes: is you practice bringing yourself to this present moment and staying there. And it is a practice because we are kind of bombarded with so many different facts and feelings. And especially, you know, when you're pregnant, oh my gosh, everybody's trying to tell you everything. Yeah. So how to really clear the mind so that it can just, just be is huge. Um, is a huge, you know, <laughs> skill to, to, to really um, have not only during pregnancy, but also when you're a mom and you've got these toddlers that are running around or you're, you have to, you know, jump from A to B. Um, in a split second. So I think that's the other major, huge um, mindset. And then really, you know, tapping into your intuition as a mother and your maternal, you know, instinct and in what that means for you um, rather than based on what somebody else thinks it should be. What is it for you? So a lot of times, you know, we might stop a. In, in a pose and like you know does this feel good for you not you know, let's change it up you know do what works for you and I think compared to other exercise programs or um, where you have to be a certain way in order to do it right I think prenatal yoga and yoga in general encourages you to find your own path you know here's a guide but really you're your own best teacher and that's the mindset you need to be your best version as a mom too.
1: That's really great that and that makes perfect sense Yeah being the moment we've talked about that before in this podcast and kind of taking a second just to breathe and exist. Um, Elle will talk about um, having, you know, a biscuit and, and tea at the end of the day, just to sort of take everything down and just exist. I've, I go to the beach once in a while just to center and exist. So that's, that is really great that it is inc- included in the daily uh, practice. So then how about the connection aspect? And I'm sure this kind of goes with that mind where when you get a chance to just be and exist, you can kind of hear your baby.
0: For sure. And, and too, you know, when you, when you've been moving and then you stop moving and you're still, you know, in your relaxation pose, that's usually when the baby kicks the most, right? Uh, I know a lot of, a lot of women, that's what they tell me kind of surprises them or the most it's like, cause we talk, I'd like to talk about it every class. Let's you know, usually let's connect with the baby. That's the first thing we do, you know, and then let's focus on ourselves. And, and it is, it is really, um, it's really amazing that you can carry this life form that's uh, breathing, got a heartbeat inside you. And um, for me- most parts of the day, you might not even be thinking about it, because there's other things running through your mind. So to connect to baby, so it's not you know, you don't have to go to the doctors to say, is baby okay? You you kind of get to know when does baby move more? What part of the day? You know, I, for me, it was like, I had the, the placenta that was on the front. So I didn't have as much movement with my first two as I do with this crazy girl who I'm a little bit nervous about <laughs> <laughs> coming out because she's been kicking like crazy. But for me, if I, if I, especially the last couple of weeks of my pregnancy, where it was like one of the more stressful times, I knew if I laid in a bath, And drink some water. I could always feel him kick, and that was my reassurance. And so I think it's it's being more comfortable and trusting and learning for you what what that means. And I think it surprises a lot of moms to know that you know we we can connect with these babies even before they're outside the womb. And it happens different for everyone. Um, I know some women they don't they don't have that strong connection till after the baby comes out. Um, Some women have it even before the baby becomes, you know, a little egg inside them. My mom's one of those people. And for me, it was actually the transition during labor is when I felt the strongest connection um, to and became a mom. Yet it doesn't matter when that happens for you, when you feel that, you know, un- just unconditional love, you can still connect with this, with this human being, you know, and you can talk to it even like mm-hmm. why we spend some time like, Hey, what's up? How you doing? Did you like that? Uh, pineapple I ate or not so much, you know, and, and you can kind of start developing a relationship before they're even outside of you just mm-hmm. by, just by connecting in that way. Um, which I think is a, like a super cool thing, especially for I'm a little more logical and analytical. So when I started doing that, I, I did feel a little lo- like stronger connection with my baby. And I'm actually a little, a little embarrassed, but not, um, but I, that's who I, I like told my husband, this was the first one I said, you know, if it becomes between me and the baby, choose me, we can have more kids mm-hmm. because I, d- I hadn't, I hadn't crossed over to that, that Neverland. And I guess I'm, t- I'm telling this not to, um, you know, put myself down or whatnot. I'm, I'm saying this to, to just say that it's okay. No matter if you don't feel like this crazy love for this crazy being that's inside you yet, or it's going to take six months after everything's okay. That the connection really is just a, it's a human connection, just like you would connect with, um, you know, your your partner or, or the neighbor, you just want to say, hey, what's up? Because we're both on this journey. And birth, I truly believe it's 50-50. It's not the just the mom, it's not just the baby, but you got to do it together. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the closer you can kind of get in sync, you know, beforehand and, and know your like little ins and outs, I think it's just a better experience overall, because you you have that that bond already
1: yeah, that's a really big thing. There's been a lot of research lately about like how it, interacting with the baby within the womb, how that affects after they've been birthed. Um, Elle talks about how for Charlotte, um, uh, Gilmore Girls, the theme song, even to this day, Charlotte, like, pays attention to it whenever it's on the TV when after she was birthed because during the pregnancy, Elle was watching Gilmore Girls, so even the theme song would calm. Charlotte down after um, she was born. So there's been a lot more about like, you know, reading to your baby, singing to your baby. You can you know find your baby's song, choose a song for your baby and that's their lullaby and even after they're born it can help calm them down. Um, a reason when I found out was that with baby kicking you can kind of play Simon Says after a while.
0: <laughs>
1: so like when a baby kicks you can kind of tap the foot that's there and then you can tap a little on a different side and they might push out to that spot. So anything that can interact with the baby is starting that connection. Even if, like you said, you don't feel that, that deep, like unconditional love, you still want to have that, try and get that connection started.
0: Right. Right. Absolutely.
1: So is there anything that a pregnant person should consider before starting prenatal yoga? Any precautions they should take?
0: Well, I think that the um, the biggest one is just to, to realize that even if you came to a class and breathed and sat or whatever comfortable position you found yourself in, you would not only benefit, but you'd be doing it exactly perfect. Like it's not, you know, you don't have to worry about getting into a, you know, a, a pretzel or <laughs> something like that. Um, and if you are a little just reach out to the teacher beforehand or you know like give a little heads up and and every teacher is different so you 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 know you kind of got to feel them out um but i think most important and this is something that is really hard for i think us as um just with all the influx of information is that you got to consider yourself your best teacher and that your teacher is only your guide. So when they tell you, hey, we're going to get into this, you know, cat-cow or downward dog or whatnot, and you have these props available and options, rather than just kind of force your body into a new position you've never tried or you haven't tried since you've been pregnant, kind of gently take it and and figure out what works for you and then leave the rest behind. And I think that's that's just – it reigns true. If you can – you know, we always talk about as yoga teachers, like, what goes on on the mat can go on in life, you kind of just like you practice it. And if you can continue just to hold on to the things that really work for you by taking a more gentle approach, I think it does, you know, just so many more benefits than just kind of doing what you're told. It's not going to be a one hit wonder, you know, it's a bag of tools that you can use. And so treat it like that and, and pick up the best of the best. And then just don't worry about the rest.
1: That's really good, yeah, again about going back to that intuition that you know your body, listen to your body
0: right. and and also, you know if you if your body is telling, you know, if you want a second opinion, that's okay too. But realize that's your choice as well, you know, and and so, like, you know women, they like I, I had control issues the first time, right? I mean, that's <laughs> I think that was my big uh, <laughs> my big lesson. but but even even in the act of, you know, allowing other people to help or giving their opinion. That's my choice. And if you just you kind of just change your frame of reference, you feel so empowered. Like I, I chose to let them help. I chose to ask their opinion, not, you know, they want me to do this. I don't like the thing that bothers me the most about, you know, I tell my my birth, my first birth story, and people are always like, they let you do that. Mm. And I, you know, it's like, well, no, they don't let you do anything. You're always deciding, but that's, you, that's your perspective, right? Mm-hmm. That's, you know, and, and I think that um, the, the prenatal yoga precaution that, you know, you, the original question is just, you know, your perspective is that you are your own best teacher. And if you can realize and really come to grips with that realization and choose your best guides, choose the people you want to surround yourself with, absolutely. Um, you know, but understand you got this, and the and the right person that to helps you see what you already need to know, or if you're, you know, in doubt, that's you. You have the answer to all your questions, and it's it's liberating. It's also a little nerve wracking, I think, mm-hmm. as <laughs> yeah. you know, as we go through it. But that's and that doesn't just happen overnight. That's something we practice. Um, and so to find the right teacher or guide to connect with, that kind of really empowers you to be your best i i think that's the way to go for sure
1: and this goes for doctors you you know you choose to go to your obg you choose to go to like you have a choice to say listen yeah i'm sure you're a good doctor but i'm not feeling a good connection here i'm gonna try and find someone else um we've had a couple of stories where the person's like yeah i probably should have done that but i chose to go with who i was with so again you know choice is choice and consent are just the two biggest things in life that you know you choose who your tribe is you choose who to surround yourself with who to take advice from you know all that kind of stuff and you know the consent of you know this is how I want to do this and it's just it's a big deal
0: no absolutely and you know and and to um it's it's hard when when people are not a hundred percent in agreement with what you think or what you're kind of feeling. Cause you're like, well, maybe I should think that way. And so it's, it's realizing that it's okay to take a step back and it, it's not, there is no right or wrong black and white for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's going to be for you and you'll, you'll know it. It's like, I, ca- I call it your gut instinct or yeah. some people feel it in their heart. I mean, it's, it can be different, right? Yeah, But, but, you, but you'll know it when you find it, but you gotta, you kind of have to practice tapping into that. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it doesn't always happen, um, unless, unless you can practice. And I think prenatal yoga as a, as one type of environment gives you a space to practice that in a, in a, like a gentle way where it's not like, you know, you're at the hospital and have to make yeah. all these crazy decisions.
1: Yeah. So what is your dream for the birth community?
0: Well, I think it goes back to, um, <clears throat> I, I get a lot of. A lot of students a lot of mom friends that um that you know end up not having the birth of their dreams or Mm -hmm. what they expected and i i think they hold on to that um i don't know that regret or a little bit of guilt or the trauma and i and i do think that it um it it's kind of cyclical Mm -hmm. you know it, it passes on from generation to generation and so for me, it's really, um, and what drove me a lot for prenatal yoga is like, you get, you get your students when they're at their youngest, because those are are the babes that aren't yet, you know, even, even outside. And, and so if, if, if we can, if we can, as a, as a culture is, is really honor and embrace, um, you know, uh, birth, not just on a physical or a medical level, but also, you know, this is really a this is a tra- you're transforming into a mom um, and and really see as much positive as we can and focus on that, that that's going to do wonders, not just for your own well-being and mindset, but for your children um, when we can focus on the positive using birth as the starting point. Um, because not, no birth is perfect, or you could say every birth is perfect, you know? <laughs> and, and so it's really that it's just a, it's a mindset and, and that's natural childbirth is a mindset. It's not a, it, it's not what you did or didn't do. And so my dream would be that we all, we all kind of felt that, but I'm, a, I'm a little bit of an optimist, but I, that's <laughs> where I'm going. I, I just want to feel all the positive feels, you know, and, and focus on that for, for now and our future.
1: No, that, that's actually really good. The the every birth is perfect. It may not have gotten as you had planned or hoped, but it was still
0: perfect. Absolutely.
1: So what is one thing you will do for yourself this coming week? We'd like to ask all of our guests this question.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, so I was like thinking about it and I, cause I do a lot of, um, I do a lot of stuff uh, to, to put me in the right space so that when I'm, you know, with my toddlers, I'm in a great a great mood too. And I've got an excellent partner to help make that happen. Now, I, I think that like the first answer is maybe have a baby. I don't know. Um, <laughs> maybe.
1: Just but, maybe. Uh,
0: <laughs> take a load off. But uh, I thought it'd be more fun to share that um, since for the last, I think, about two years now, I took over teaching a senior fitness class. Okay? Oh, nice. And it's a uh, and last year, when the you know pandemic started, mm-hmm. I took it to Zoom, and these are like eighty year old, seventy year old people. So that was a that was a great transition. Um, yeah, but we, we we did it, and we we have now a core of like eight to ten students that show up. That's um, great, twice a week, which is great. And so, as a teacher. Um, you know, we, we practice for our students and we teach for ourselves. A lot of, a lot of teachers feel like that. Like okay. when I teach it, it gives to me, it makes me, it energizes me, it boosts my mood, like mm-hmm. it just changes my well being. And so um, as long as, you know, knock on wood or maybe not, we'll see what, <laughs> what happens with baby. But Thursday yep. morning comes again, I get my playlist out, which I can choose, you know, And I I updated the class name to Ageless Fitness, so I uh, I either put one or both of my kids. I I wear them on my back or my front. Oh wow! And I and I dance around and um, yeah, even like uh, now it's like the only last week it's been a little uncomfortable, but
1: um, (laughs) a little. I can't say no (laughs)
0: because it's so much fun, and uh, you know I've I've been my my vision is it's like baby wearing meets senior fitness. um, Okay, but so far I'm really the only consistent baby wearing mama that's showing up. (laughs) So I'm still working on it, but that's what I, that's what I, that's what brings me a lot of joy. And, uh, cause you just, you surround yourself with people that are kind of, you know, with that same mindset of let's, you know, let's, let's have a great day. Let's tap in, let's move our bodies and breathe. And, and it's so much fun.
1: That's great. That's really, really neat. Kind of combining generations kind of thing for all, for fitness and fun. That's great.
0: No, so I love that I have I have super visions about it if you can imagine.
1: <laughs> hey, that, hey, that is great. That is so great. So obviously you'll be a little bit out of commission for just a smidge. But where can our listeners find you? Instagram, websites, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. So my um my handle is Jenica Joyce Yoga. So it's like uh, Jessica with ends, Jenica Joyce Yoga, and I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook. And then I've, you know, since I've been, uh, I took my prenatal yoga classes on Zoom this last year. I've been kind of coll- making a collection of my best replays, uh, focusing both on getting the best sleep possible during pregnancy. Because for some reason, I found my specialty being to relax people um, <laughs> during during yoga classes. So I've got a sleep series, and I've got a um, a labor series to prepare your body and mind, and. The the, Probably the easiest way to get to it is prenatalyoga.today on the web. And that'll take you directly to all my uh, prenatal yoga offerings and what's out there.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on with me today, Jenica. It was great talking to you and just had some great like tidbits of just information and wisdom. And just again, thank you
0: so much. Thank you for having me. It was such a treat. For our
1: listeners, thank you for listening with us today, and we will see you next time.
0: Bye. Thank you so much for joining us here on Birth Reimagined. If you'd like to join our Facebook community, you can find us there at Birth Reimagined Family. And if you'd like to join our email list, you can get the link to that on the show notes for this episode. Being a member of our email list gets you access to all our freebies, and make sure you're kept in the loop whenever a new episode drops or we have anything exciting to share. Thanks again, and see you next time.